0: Do you want to provide a memorable experience at your event? Book Pin Bounce at 561-727-5488.
1: Pin Bounce offers bounce houses, cotton candy machines, tables, chairs, and other event services in Palm Beach County, Florida. We offer all you need in one place. Follow us on social media using at Pin Bounce. And to book your event, call us at 561-727-5488. Remember, we put the P in party with, with the, the pin, pin Bounce Touch. Call pin
2: CLAD's resources and consulting values its customers. Our Planner Footsteps to My Vision is a 13-month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through SMART goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers, which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product Vision Board Planner, Luxury Pen, 8GB USB flash drive, wireless mouse, ultra-elegant packaging box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue, material, PU leather, 13-month planner, elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, cladsresources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash cladsresources forward slash.
3: Welcome to the Talk with Clads podcast. Your host is Katie Ann, an island girl on a journey with her guests to learn about their backgrounds, businesses, passions, experiences, life lessons, and wins. Come and laugh, cheer, learn, and plan with us. My friend, take some time to come and talk with plaids.
0: world. Welcome to Talk With Class. My name is Katie Ann and I will be your host for today. Welcome everyone. We have a special, special, special guest in the house today and she is what I call a girl boss, female boss, woman boss, whatever you want to call it, she is it. Her name is Luna Avril And she is from Anchor 365. So everyone, please welcome Luna. Luna, welcome, welcome, welcome,
4: welcome. Hi, Katie-Ann. Thank you so much for inviting me to, you know, talk a little bit more about what we do here at Anchor 365. Thank you for that wonderful introduction.
0: <laughs> We're glad to have you uh, just come and sit and talk with us on Clad. So introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them a little bit about your background and how Anchor 365 started.
4: Well... I have been working in the healthcare industry for over two decades now. I have been in the healthcare industry helping people and businesses maximize their true potential. Prior to being the CEO and founder of Anchor 365, I was a licensed nursing home administrator. I was tasked with overseeing several departments, including nursing, managing a multi-million dollar um, budget and ensuring compliances of, you know, local, state, and federal regulations. I also have a master's, and MBA from Nova Southeastern University Go with Shirts. a conference yes. and, entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> and I did my undergrad at University of New Haven, where I attained a business administration and marketing degree. Oh, wow. So, Yeah.
0: So absolutely, absolutely qualified, educated. So what made you decide? Because we met in a previous life or work journey, I like to say, uh, and you were a nursing home administrator doing the thing and you were consistently recognized for doing such an amazing job and running a good ship, a well manned ship, I like to say. So what made you branch out on your own?
4: Well, you know, I've always wanted to have um, my own business. That's why when I went and got my MBA at Nova, I had a, I focused on um, entrepreneurship. But I was always, you know, looking for that right opportunity. And during the pandemic and definitely as COVID started to ease, I felt like there was an opportunity for me. In the healthcare field, because I was looking at all of the shortage in the field. And I felt like, you know what, I can definitely assist, you know, hospitals, nursing homes, just identifying staff, um, qualified staff to help with the shortages, and also to build their workforce, because I feel like the healthcare field, it's a beautiful field. And we knew already that the field was broken in many ways, and it's no fault to any of the individuals who are working in the industry. But there's just this a huge shortage because the need is great. We mm-hmm. have a lot of people retiring, we have a lot of people getting sick, and they need the service. And and our healthcare um, professionals, they're heroes, and we realized that even more during the um, pandemic. So I said, you know what, I want to help with the critical staffing shortages, and I really want to work on attracting more people to the workforce to help with the, with the gap.
0: OK, so let's take a little step back, Luna, because a lot of people, we use the word nursing home, skilled nursing, long-term care, all those. So describe to the audience what the environment looks like for when you go to a nursing home so they can picture um, the industry itself.
4: OK. So when you go into a nursing home, most nursing homes, they have two components. You have the skill, which is you coming in because you had an injury and you're coming in and you need rehab. So you're coming in temporarily. The staff are going to the rehab staff are going to work with you and the nurses. All of the clinical team are going to get together and they're going to help you to recover and make your and make it. Back home to your loved one or go back to assisted living or go to your personal home, whichever, you know, whatever it is or wherever you were before, you can return home. The other piece is that someone can come in and they need long term care, either because they have retired or they may have some kind of medical issue that requires them to have 24 hour care. So a lot of times people think that, oh, you're going to go into the nursing home and that's where you're going to, you know, you're, it's because you're um, you're going to die when you get there. And you, and you heard that a lot about, you know, during COVID, that nursing homes were getting a bad rep But it's really, really, truly, it doesn't mean that it's end of life. You still can have a quality of life when you get into a nursing home. It's just that you need a little bit more support that either your loved ones cannot provide or you cannot receive in your prior setting. And now you need to come in and get 24-hour care. So you're going to have activities. You're still going to be able to participate in certain activities. It can be within the facility, outside of the facility. Um, you know, you have your meals um, there. And every facility, depending on the level of care, the type of meals you receive is different. But it's always going to, you know, our goal is to make sure in the nursing home, that you are receiving, you know, meals of your choice. So it's still being patient or resident centered. That's basically what it is when you move into a long-term care or a skilled um, setting temporarily.
0: Okay. And then the types of people or employees that you would typically see in a nursing home it ranges. So you have your nurses, you have the food services. What other areas would you see working in a nursing home?
4: So you have your maintenance staff. You have your administrator who is overseeing the facility. You have your director of nursing that's overseeing a clinical aspect. You have your certified nursing assistant who are working with the residents on a day-to-day basis. Um, You have housekeeping. You have your food service director. You have your social worker You have your MDS coordinator. Those individuals are making sure that they're looking at the medical records and certain things to make sure that we're billing accordingly. You have your business office manager. It's a lot of people who are working together to ensure that the facility is running great following all the guidelines, the federal regulations, because we're highly, highly regulated. And then also ensuring that the residents are receiving the care that they need. And we usually use the term residents because even if you're there on a short-term basis, because it is your home and the goal is to have it patient or resident-centered care focused because it is all all about you. We're visitors coming into your home.
0: Yeah. And so COVID strikes and we have all these residents and just think about all the, the types of job titles that Luna just listed. And then they are affected in many ways because they're considered essential workers, so they still had to go to work. Meanwhile, schools are closed down, so the kids are home. Daycare centers are closed, and a lot of places where they used to have the support system, it's no longer there. Or they're overworked. So then, hence comes a shortage, or people just exit because they didn't know what COVID is or what COVID was, and there comes the shortage. And so you were able to identify that critical need. And that's how your Anchor 365 starts. So what would you say? How do you differ from your competitors?
4: Um, the way I differ from my competitors is, yes, we all provide similar services. But having been and I still sometimes work as an administrator, you know, if needed, I make sure that I, when I am hiring someone that I am betting them. I am not just hiring you because you are a nurse, you are a CNA, you're an administrator or so forth. I make sure that I vet you and that you understand that these are our values, these are our philosophies, and it has to be aligned with ours. And I also look at the clients that I have. These are the, the, the facilities that I am serving and make sure that you're a great match for them. Because sometimes you may have some, some healthcare professionals that want to come in and they just they don't understand that when you're going in there, you have to be able to adapt to different work environments. You have to have strong clinical and critical skills. You have to be able to work under pressure. You have to be solution focused. That sometimes you may go in there, you're going in on on a crisis sometimes. So they may not have all of the resources. They may not be able to really teach you everything, but you have to have certain skill sets. So when you go in, so if you don't know the EMAR system, if you're not If you're unable to work with trach patient and this is the individuals that they serve, if you can't work under stress, then this may not be the right facility for you that I may place you. I have to find, you know, the right setting or you may not be able to work for me. And I may also advise you that, you know what, go and get some experience, get a full time or a part time job in whatever setting it is. And there is a hospital, it's a nursing home, get that training and then come back. And do agency work, because when you coming in and you working for an agency and the, and the facility are paying a lot of money and they're trusting us to identify individuals who have experience to come in and work. So I can't just pick just anyone because some companies, they just OK, they'll just hire you. But I don't do that because I know what it feels like on the other end. When you come in, I'm expecting you to be able to perform, you know, a task for me. We have expertise in risk and crisis management, and we're committed to helping our clients build and strengthen their team while navigating and evolving through the healthcare industry. So if my staff come to me and they tell me that, you know, I noticed this, I noticed that in a setting, I have no problem with calling the administrator or calling the director of nursing and communicating with them and letting them know, like, you know, this is what we saw. How can we assist you? Or, you know, just so they know, because sometimes they may not see everything that is going on because they have a crisis. So I want to let them know I can still bring information to you and to communicate with you and ask you, you know, what did you notice when my staff was on the floor? Was there any issues? Is there anything that you feel like we can do better? Because it's a partnership. I want them to succeed. And we're here to advocate for nursing professionals by addressing the challenges that they encounter, you know, their daily in their work environment. And we're definitely devoted to expanding, enhancing the talent pool within the healthcare industry. That's why sometimes I may tell someone you need to go work there full time or part time or, you know, in directing people to career um, resources and saying that, You can go there and see if they will be able to pay your tuition based on your income, so you can enter this healthcare field.
0: Yeah, healthcare is tough. One of the things I noticed that you said on even on your website was that you know the system is broken. It's a very regulated um, field, and there you know there are many loopholes sometimes that people tend to try to jump through. So to hear that your business strategies is aligned with your with what your ideals and values are, I mean, that's really refreshing to hear. You know what I mean? So for you just providing the advocacy on both the candidate and the as an employer yourself, that's absolutely refreshing to hear. So what motivates you on a day to day as an entrepreneur?
4: Definitely learning because when being in this field on the other side. I mean, I definitely enjoy learning um, new things. Every day, if it's technology, different ways of recruiting and so forth, I love it when I am able to meet my client needs or when I'm able to communicate with my staff, either it's to help them grow professionally, because I had someone the other day, she was um, getting ready to pursue a position as a director of nursing and assisted living. And, you know, we, we kind of talked about it just to help her prepare for that opportunity. Um, So those things motivate me and encourage me because I love communicating with people. The other thing that we do, like, you know, uh, the services that we provide, I also provide direct placement. So I get to do a little bit of career coaching with um, individuals just to prepare them for their interview or to help them try to figure out what they want to do next because you have, you know, direct of nursing administrators who are looking for something else to do. They want to transition. So I like to have those kind of dialogues with um, individuals because we don't just provide the, you know, per diem staffing, but we provide the contracted staffing. So where people can work maybe 13 weeks or more with you, so that way you have that consistency. We have the contract for hire where to, our staff is able to work with and at the facility for a while. And then that gives the employer, the client, the opportunity to assess and see if they may want to hire that person um, instead of them paying all the onboarding fee and then realizing that I already want this. Isn't, this isn't the right candidate. But then this gives you opportunity to assess the person. And then we do consulting services. So we may assess and help you with ways to save money. We provide you know quality assurance and performance improvement services. Interim leadership services, risk assessment, and um, education, or linking you to certain educational tools. So it motivates me to be able to help individuals. I get motivated just by learning different things, interacting with people. Those things really motivate me, and um, just make knowing that I'm doing my part to help, you know, strengthen and grow the healthcare industry.
0: Yeah, I mean, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So as a customer, both as a candidate and as an employer, give us a glimpse of what your customer would experience if they said, okay, hey, I, I want to apply for such and such a job. What's the process like as a candidate? And then also on the flip side, if I say, Luna, I want to hire you as a consultant.
4: So as a candidate, when someone reaches out to me, I let them know, you know, this is what I have available for so then they. They tell me what they're, you know, if any any of those things fit them. And I also usually post my positions, my needs and so forth. So you're applying for it. Let's say you're applying to be a nurse with us. So then I tell you what the process is because we do everything electronically. Every now and again, I may have someone come into my office. So I have you provide me all of your credentials that I need. And this is, of course, after I've vetted you, I've had conversations with you to make sure that it's the right fit. So we've decided, okay, we've had a dialogue. We feel like this is the right fit. So we're going to move forward. So you give me, I tell you where to go. I give you a link and I tell you these all the information, you know, you need to upload. Just you know, the onboarding, the COVID, the, your license, your driver's license, your nursing license, everything that I need. I have a checklist that I send to you and I tell you to upload it. Then I make sure you fill out all of the paperwork that needs to be completed. Then we do what we call once you've given me all the paperwork, everything looks good. I've checked your references and so forth. Then I am going to now tell you I want you to fill out a skills checklist and the skills checklist allows me to see what your, um, you know, your clinical capabilities are. And depending on the score, I will see if we need to move forward in, in the process or not. or If I need to recommend that, you know, again, you may need to work on this particular skill set before you should pursue working, you know, with um, at an agency. The um, other thing is it depends on my client, too. Some clients may say that I want the individual to to take a test, so I do have a test for you to take. Again, that allows me and the client to see what your clinical capabilities are. Once you've done all of that, then we do the drug test and and the background checks, and once everything clears, you go through the entire process. Of course, through um, the onboarding piece, too, You know, we're doing the orientation, letting you know certain things. That is required from abuse, from infection control. There's a lot of things that we we go over um, during the orientation process, just to make sure that you are ready for wherever we're going to um, place you. So once everything is done, then I then reach out to you when I have an opening. You tell me what your availability is, then we start to connect you with with our clients. That's mainly I describe the the contract for hire and the interim. Is basically the same thing, too.
0: Yeah. And you know what? You just touched on what your philosophy is, which is your website. It says we're driven to deliver the highest level of service and cultivate an experience that will propel our company and our client forward. And when you said you screen, you really do screen. (laughs) Yeah. So your customers and, you know, on both ends, on the candidates end and on the employers and they're getting top notch service because you're making sure that Every box is checked. So if I am a candidate or an employer and I want to contact you, where is your website? Where can I find your, your information?
4: Our website is anchor365.com. And also a lot of times individuals contact us and our phone number is five six one two zero eight five three two three. Wow. So
0: can you repeat the telephone number again? Yes, five
4: six one two zero eight. Five three
0: two three okay well, there you go. Do you want to provide a memorable experience at your event? Book Pin Bounce at five six one seven two seven five four eight eight
1: Pin Bounce offers bounce houses, cotton candy machines, tables, chairs, and other event services in Palm Beach County, Florida. We offer all you need in one place. Follow us on social media using@ Pin Bounce and to book your event, call us at five six one seven two seven five four eight eight. Remember, we put the P in party with the Pin Bounce Touch. Call
2: CLAD's resources and consulting values its customers. Our Planner Footsteps to My Vision is a 13-month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through SMART goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers, which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product Vision Board Planner, Luxury Pen, 8GB USB flash drive, wireless mouse, ultra-elegant packaging box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue, material, PU leather, 13-month planner, elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, cladsresources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash cladsresources forward slash.
3: You're listening to Talk with Clads. Find more resources online at cladsresources.com. Now back to the show with your host, Katie Ann.
0: So you sound like you're doing a lot of work just to make sure that your customers are getting the best service that they can possibly get. And, you know, with work, it can affect your family. So how has being an entrepreneur affected your family life?
4: My family is very supportive, but my husband definitely, you know, keeps me grounded. He does help me sometimes, you know, try to make sure I'm having that work life balance. But now it's been a year now, a little over a year since I launched the business. So there are times definitely in the beginning where I am working, you know, around the clock. But the reason, too, that I put so much effort in making sure that I screen and then it's not to say that I haven't placed someone and it it wasn't the right setting for that individual. And I will talk to that individual and I'll tell my client, thank you for letting letting me know. But it's because. I'm still an administrator at heart, so I know what it's like. And I know that the industry is heavily regulated and that we're dealing with individuals' lives. So I have to make sure that a person that I am putting there, I don't set them up for failure. I don't set the facility up for failure, nor, you know, the resident up for failure. I I just want to make sure. So, of course, nothing is ever perfect, but I am, you know, very, very much committed to that, to ensuring, you to, to ensuring that you know we provide great great service.
0: Yeah, and you know with healthcare going on, especially after um, COVID, many people reevaluated where they were in life. Is this what? Because people were dying. You didn't know like what this pandemic was, and you had a lot of nurses. And not only in healthcare, but more so, it was magnified in healthcare. Was the Great Resignation, where people were just leaving left and right. They were walking off shifts, you know, and they were burnt out. So being in the industry now, and you've been in industry for a long time, what do you think about the state of healthcare, especially in skilled nursing and long-term care right now?
4: Right now, I mean, you still have individuals who are still stressed and burnt out. But at the same time, I do see individuals coming back. So nurses that were traveling or working solely for agencies, some of them are coming back full-time, or coming back part-time, or doing per diem, but they do want flexibility. So you may have, you know, some facilities are open to 12-hour shifts, so that way that person works three days a week, they have the flexibility to spend time with their loved ones, or pick up shifts elsewhere, because they're still struggling financially, you know. There's a lot of our nurses, our nurses, our CNAs, who are struggling financially. I see some some CNAs now who are saying, I don't want to work in a hospital or a nursing home setting and have so many residents or patients to work with. Mm-hmm. I want to work in private duty or home health. So it's definitely a candidate market and they have the flexibility to move within different sectors within mm-hmm. the healthcare industry. And I think that's beautiful. I find that the hospital's You know, because I may be talking to one of my nurses, they were working as a nurse in a nursing home and they're like, Luna, I have an opportunity to do ICU or travel. I said, why don't you just go do ICU for now? Because travel will always be there. The rates are going down before they were not just willing to let nursing home nurses go into the hospital. So this is your opportunity The hospital open. They're going to be training you. Then go ahead and do that. You see nursing homes and everyone, you know, are willing more to take new grads and train them. But what I think that nursing homes should be open to also, but they have to structure and set themselves up for this, is that when you have a hospital nurse who wants to come into the nursing home, either in a management level, nursing homes are not always open to that. And I understand why sometimes, too, because I don't always like to hire a nurse that works in a hospital to go work in a nursing home. I have a very candid conversation with them, letting them know that the patient the resident to staff ratio is different. Mm-hmm. It's higher. The demand is higher. We do a lot more for our residents because they reside there. So you spending a lot of time communicating with them, their families, you're taking them to activities, you're doing this, you know, you're involved in a lot. So it's not just what you may do in the hospital and your your patient or resident load is, is a lot less, but there are people who want to transition and I think we should, you know, be able to allow them to transition. So I think the nursing homes need to do a lot better with that. I feel also that um, we need to do better and we saw that a lot during COVID with providing some type of support with child and elder care mm-hmm. support. Because when one. you saw some of the daycares, we're like, all right, these are our heroes. We're willing to, you know, offer free daycare, offer at a discounted rate. But we need to figure out to give them that support so they can come to work and have peace of mind. You know, we need to provide more mental health resources, improve mental health resources for them because it is exhausting. It's a lot because you, you hear nursing staff say sometimes, I just um did conducted CPR on one of my residents and here comes my manager just getting ready to talk to me about all the things that I didn't do or the next thing you know Mm -hmm. so and they're still trying to recover that I just either lost a resident or you know saved someone's life so you know so we still need to be human about it and be supportive and understand that you know they go through a lot on the floor when they're providing care I think we should also be open to in the healthcare field with creating opportunities to recruit overseas and to use agencies that already offer those services because there are other people overseas that are willing to do. We do it. We do it very well for the hospitality, but not just, okay, PNAs, but also for nurses or doctors, anyone in the healthcare field. We have to be open to that. And people think a lot of times working with agencies is is a bad thing. I used to think that too before, Until COVID happened and I realized like, you know what, this is a partnership. We can work together. And I understand that companies are trying to get out of agency because I worked on an interim basis not too long ago and I was able to reduce their agency usage by 73 percent within the short period of time that I was there. I understand that. But at the same time, you don't want to get out of, get agency out too quickly where then your staff are being burnt out.
0: Yeah. I agree with you, Luna, because I'll get, let you get back to your point because it's twofold. Do you think, right? Because you're saying like there's all these things that employers are need to offer to their employees right now. And you've been mm-hmm. the employer and you are the employer, both for yourself and you've, you've been in that setting for someone else and you've been on the placement side. So do you think that employers have reached a mindset or have, have realized it's a candidate market as yet? Are they still in the frame that like it's an employer's market and you have to meet my demands?
4: No, they. a lot of them understand it's a candidate market because they've increased their rates. They are open to hiring new grads and training them. And some, like i said, are, are willing to do twelve hour shifts because they understand that, but they we still have a lot more work to do. You know we have to utilize we utilize technology to some degree, but we need to fully utilize technology. you got to be able to work smart and uh, reduce the documentation that nurses may have to do by having some things populate and it's not it's not their fault it's just healthcare in general because you have to you have to be reimbursed by insurance and documentation. Documentation that sometimes you find yourself documenting so much that you're not able to spend as much time as you would like with your resident. But the more you utilize certain technology and it populates instead of you having to to reduce the redundancy, the better it will be. So I do feel like employers in healthcare they understand that, but their challenges is also money. Yeah. And then I think with nursing homes, we are a lot of times behind, but they do understand. it, And it's a challenge because the industry is changing so much. Um, there's a lot of nursing homes that have closed. There's a lot of nursing homes that have um, been bought out by other companies. So it's like a lot that is, that's happening. And I do see some good things that are occurring and, and that can occur to help this industry forward because we need it. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, there are definitely little challenges, you know, I've being in the, the same industry as you are. And when you mentioned the documentation, I, I thought about a time where me the HR person in a, f- in, a, in a facility and the nurse had literally just saved someone's life and she didn't do all her documentation. So she was staying behind to document and she didn't clock out on time. And following week, I had a conversation with her manager and her manager wanted to write her up for not clocking out on time. And I'm like, well, you know, like given the circumstances, like, are you kidding me? Did you like yeah. just think this process through where it's like she had to do all these other things to catch up, being a part of that, what do you call it? I forgot the name of the team that they used to call it. And, you know, that's draining itself to see someone expire and then you still have to catch up on whatever work you have to do. And then mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna write her up afterwards. So That was something I I thought about where we have expectations of the nurses, not only nurses, the CNAs, and uh, it's just the industry itself. Um, And then we have to look at the government reimbursement. Is it meeting? You know, that's why they sometimes have to cut staff because they're not getting the Mm. necessary reimbursement. You know, everything is is run very thinly, Mm. I would say. So as an entrepreneur, like what would you say is your biggest fear and how do you manage that?
4: It's always trying to figure out how to pivot because, yes, people are trying to reduce agency. So then you're looking at different ways to assist them. So I'm not trying to force you or, you know, to use agency. And I couldn't even force them even if I tried. But I want them to still see there's there's value in the services that we provide. So if it's consulting, if it's um, direct hire. So we focus more on the, on the management aspect so I can find you a unit manager, I can help you find a, an administrator, or even if you need someone just temporarily, we can assist with that. So we're trying to help you stabilize as you're getting out of crisis, but we can still help you with your, with the direct placement. So it's always trying to figure out how to pivot, always trying to figure out what other services that you can offer to branch out. Sometimes it's, it's, Coaching um, administrators, you know, because when I place an administrator somewhere, I check on up on them for the first three months, you know, just to see what is going on. I'm, I'm, yes, my client hired me, but I still want to have a conversation with that individual, and I may not, you know, my client didn't tell me I have to follow up with the in the person for the first three months, but I just do that just to make sure that you know they're comfortable, and from administrator to administrator, I can be supportive. Um, and even if you're not an administrator, but I've worked and I've supervised people, I can help you manage through whatever issue that you may be having so you can feel comfortable to go and advocate for yourself before that individual says, you know what, I this is not the right place for me.
0: Yeah. And talk about customer service. And and not only that, that will make that person if that position doesn't work out, that person will come back to you for other positions. You know? Yes. Absolute customer yes. service. Um, so what's one thing you wish you knew before you began this
4: journey um that it can be lonely at times because and not everyone is willing to share with you um information with you. So I think that's why I reached out to you also because I was like, you know it was you and someone else, and it, you know let's 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 have lunch, let's share ideas, let's see what's going on, you know what can we learn from each other? what's some of the challenges? Yeah, that it can be lonely, and that you have to pace yourself. It's okay. Um, just because you see another company doing something, you have to understand that it takes a lot of work. You have to build it and then it will happen and you don't have to be like everyone else. It's OK. I pride myself in understanding that it's a boutique type of service that I provide. It's not about how many people I serve, but how well do I serve the ones that I am working with? So um, it's definitely can be lonely. But it's very rewarding at the same time.
0: Yeah. You say like sometimes, you know, being a journey, being in the space of entrepreneurship, and sometimes you have people that don't want to share ideas. Do you think it's a community thing or has that not been your experience where it's one group not wanting to share, but you have other groups that are willing to share?
4: There are other groups that's willing to share because I'm YouTube University. I find a lot of, you know, individuals that are willing to share. And it's okay to get a coach. I got a coach and then we have these groups. And so we can communicate and we share experiences with one another. So that way, you know, you are a part of a, a community. So that way it's not everyone that's not willing to share, but some people are willing to help and support. And I'm always willing to help and support. Yeah.
0: And I feel the same, too. Like, I feel like if you know, if that person wins, I'm winning, too. So mm-hmm. it, I believe in community, the community itself, but not everyone. I, I Just an observation from my part. Sometimes and maybe it's a cultural thing where I'm like, oh, like, you know, one, you know, I'm not going to say one culture and I like to share and some other cultures like to share. And I wish that would change um, mm-hmm. because we are all in it together. And if we are able to do it as a team, then, you know, we're, our bandwidth is a lot larger. So what life lesson would you say that you've learned the hard way so far? Um, along this journey?
4: Life lesson. That's a very good question. I've learned, and I'm still working on this, you know, that marketing is something that I have to get better at, that it's okay to reach out to individuals. And if they say no, it may be no today. It may not be no all the time, or they may refer someone to you, or it may just be a no and it's okay. You just move, you move forward. Don't let it stop you and paralyze you. You must continue to market and to reach out to um, individuals. Because my coach will tell me, stop thinking as an administrator. You're on the other side now. Because I'm always trying to justify. what well, I understand because I was an administrator and I understand that as expensive as this. Or when you're trying to figure out your rates, if you're doing, if you're providing consulting services, you are not charging what you're really worth because again, you're thinking about the other. Um, you know, individual, because I'm a person like I like to serve, but I have to remember I'm an entrepreneur. It takes time for me to do what I need to do. I'm providing great services and skill sets for that individual. So if those are my rates, those are my rates,
0: mm-hmm. and
4: be comfortable with that.
0: Your rate is your rate. I mean, they're getting yeah. top notch services. Yeah. And we were having a conversation pre taping. I thought about this as women sometimes, and this is not going to be a men-woman podcast, but just an observation. And you can tell me if you agree or not, that men are more likely to negotiate their rate than a woman is. So like if yeah. you tell someone, hey, this is the cost of my services, and they'll they'll try to negotiate you down. But if a guy comes in and he says, listen, this is my rate, or this is what I'm asking for, a paycheck. And if you even give him a number, he's going to negotiate it to what he thinks he deserves where women, on the other hand, they're a little bit more like, mm, you know, well, okay. So do you think sometimes when, it's, you know, like you're giving your, well, I don't want to say because you're a female, but it's just, you know, me rambling and saying it's an observation. But do you think that has anything to do with it? Because I feel like sometimes I, we definitely will bend. We settle.
4: Yeah, we settle because sometimes, yes, that's true. Because, and it can, it can be race, it can be anything. And I'll use my husband for as an example. I'll say, you know, well, this person recruited me once and they want me to start on X date. And he said, Well, they recruited you. You're happy where you are. Tell them, although you're gonna be giving your employer 30 days, tell them you need you'll start in 60 days. I said, But he said, They recruited you. You are not the one that was looking for them. You said you need to do X, Y, and Z. You want to attend your son's graduation, tell them your start date. And I was like, I felt uncomfortable. And I went in and I said, and they were like, okay. And I was like, oh, but I was nervous and everything. So that's the things that I've been trying to get comfortable in. Because my my husband would say, you know, well, that's your rate. Even I have someone I was working with. He was like, okay, Luna, we want to hire you as a consultant. And I said, okay, this. And I'm like dancing around what my rate is. He's like, just tell me what the rate is, Luna. And I told him what the rate is. He said, oh, um, what I told him, they charge a hundred, They pay their consultant a hundred dollar more than what I told him. Yeah. And so you see, it's like. You have to be comfortable with negotiating for yourself. So I do find myself sometimes as a woman being, you know, a little nervous about doing that. But then I have to remember and say, okay, you know how you're going to go above and beyond. You know that you're very skilled in this area. You know the amount of work that it takes for you to do what you need to do. So you need to make sure that you are charging individuals accordingly.
0: Yeah, you're charging for your worth. You're charging, yeah. this is the time I'm going to put in, this is the credentials I have, you're paying me for expert services, and so mm-hmm. my price is my price.
4: Yeah, and my coach would tell me that too. Luna, stop, stop, your price are your price. And if they say no, it is okay. Yeah. That person didn't value you, and or they can't afford it, and it's okay. So you have to move on. That is not the right person for you.
0: Yep, and that's very sensible advice. So Mm -hmm. that brings me to ask you this. What's the most sensible thing you've heard someone say once you've started Anchor 365?
4: Hmm. Another great question. The most sensible thing that I've heard someone say to me since I've started Anchor 365. I think, again, it's working with my coach. It's really and it's kind of like what we were talking about before with the negotiation and being comfortable in my skin and being comfortable to hear no And you know, making sure that I don't give off, Um, because I would tell them this person wants to negotiate with me. She said, you know what, you have to really look, Luna. If you're not giving off some kind of energy that makes everyone want to negotiate with you, so I'm always assessing that because sometimes I'm talking and I'm already the way I may phrase the statement. I've already given the person an option that they can negotiate. So I'm always before I call someone, I practice and I try to be concise so I don't. Talk myself out of the deal, or I don't give the person an out or an opportunity to negotiate.
0: Yeah, that's a great message because I find myself rambling too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do what you do and start practicing before I make the phone call. So if you had the opportunity to get a message across to a large group, what would your message be in terms of being a business owner?
4: It's definitely a great opportunity. You learn a lot about yourself. And understanding, too, that in life, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is one of my favorite books. And and understanding life that it's definitely a journey. There are a lot of things that I've learned along the way when I've gone to work certain places, you know, understanding that you're picking up certain skill sets, you're building. And then now I am applying that to me being an entrepreneur. And you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the goods. The highs, the lows. Sometimes, you know, in the beginning, I would record myself just to see today was a good day. Today was a bad day. I worked through this or whatever. And I would look back on it and say, wow, I remember when I was stressing out about this, but definitely understanding it is a journey. Life is a journey. It's a building block, but it's a great, great opportunity. And, and there's no failure. It's all about how do you pick yourself back up and move forward? How do you fell forward? You know, That is one thing. Don't limit yourself because that's one of the things I learned during COVID. Life is short. We definitely need to go out and pursue our dream.
0: Yeah, we really do. At least give
4: it a try. You don't know until you give it a try.
0: You just have to jump. You definitely just have to jump. So what has been your best experience so far? What lessons did you learn from it and how do you intend to apply it to your everyday life or continue to apply it to your everyday life?
4: I mean, running Anchor 365 has been my best experience overall. You know, just the support that I've gotten from certain individuals that I've worked with, those relationships that I've built, those people who have believed in me. And then there are some, you know, that for whatever reason wasn't able to to work with me, to open doors for me, but it's okay. But just being able to really um, start my business and just have individuals who, who are willing to work with me, to have nurses, you know, that I've worked with before that were willing to travel from Palm Beach to Broward for me. They were like, well, I'll do it. It's a good distance. I'll do it. Or, you know, to go to Martin or wherever it may be. I really, truly appreciated those individuals. And some of them tell me it's because you've made a huge impact in my life. When I was working, you know, on the floor, I was working with you and you were my administrator. So just to have those support and those individuals that started off with me, they're such professionals and so committed that um, they really help with the branding that I want for my business. Wow.
0: Speak about being a positive person influence to others so now they're they're saying hey i'm gonna i'm gonna pay it back or pay it forward so who has been or dead or alive the top three most influential people in your life so far
4: i would say my eldest sister has definitely been influential and supportive because she's like my mom then i have another sister who has supported me so much with anchored from helping me find business, from listening to my ideas, for, for being my consultant, you know, giving me tough love. And definitely my my husband, he's my anchor. He every time when I would come home and I say, I wanna try this, I really wanna try this and he was like, All right, let's put a plan together. Let's look at, you know, what you have and um, make it happen. Just let me know and I'll be there to support you. And I know you said three, but I would definitely say Michelle Obama when she wrote the book Becoming. <laughs> Wow. Because when I was listening to that, I was like, "Wow, I can relate to that." Because I'm always, I always feel like I'm becoming. I'm always questioning. You know, like I did this this year. Can I do it again? I, you know, so it's always. I really, really like that book because I do so in life we're always becoming, and it's okay to be coming.
0: Wow. It is
4: always exciting.
0: Michelle Obama, what they said, what she said when when they go. Low, we go high, right? Yeah. I absolutely love yeah. it. I actually read that book yeah. too. Well, the audio version. I didn't read it. I listened to it. So yeah. great book. And there's another one. I think her name is Cheryl Sandberg or Sandelberg. She used to be in, at Facebook called Lean In. That's oh. a good one too. So I highly recommend the book Lean In. Oh, definitely.
4: I've written it down. <laughs> I just love
0: motivators, you know. So and anywhere that you can find it, be it a book or someone. Or just living, uh-huh. listening to something, something motivational. I absolutely love it. Or Sarah Jakes. Well, Sarah Jakes, I don't know if you listen to Sarah Jakes Roberts, but she's also good. All right. So we have reached the part in the interview where I ask you, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I have not asked you so far?
4: Wow. You ask a lot of great questions and some that, you know. Stumped me a little. I mean, I think you did a pretty great job. You did a pretty great job.
0: Thank you. But there's one question I thought about when you you mentioned your husband. Is there meaning between the word anchored 365?
4: You know, when we were getting married, I wanted to come up with a logo for our invitations and so forth. And I had an anchor and I came up with that because I was like, you know what? With him coming into my life and us, you know, coming together and our kids and everything, he's anchored me. We've anchored one another. And so I was like, you know, I was trying to come up with a name, come up with a name. And I said, what is it that I really, truly want to do? I really want to help. And I really want to try to help anchor, you know, our candidates, our clients, you know, provide stability, so that's why I came up with the anchor and in the three sixty-five of course is you know three hundred and sixty-five right. days out of the year. We want to anchor you. We want to help support you. Oh.
0: Wow. What well, beautiful. I was like, oh, I never asked her. See? So there mm-hmm. was one question that I didn't ask you. Well yeah. again, where can our listeners connect with you online, social media, telephone? Share your contact information
4: so definitely on our website is anchored um 365 and on there there's links to our um Instagram and Facebook you also can call me um at 561 208 5323 561 208 5323
0: all right well luna it was a pleasure speaking to you hang about anchored 365 hang about your journey and just getting your viewpoint on he- the healthcare sector itself and g- having our listeners be a part of that journey. So thank you so much for taking some time to chat and speak with the Clads family, and thank you so much for talking with Clads. Bye, guys. Do you want to provide a memorable experience at your event? Book Pinbounce at 561-727-5488.
1: Pin Bounce offers bounce houses, cotton candy machines, tables, chairs, and other event services in Palm Beach County, Florida. We offer all you need in one place. Follow us on social media using at And to book your event, call us at 561-727-5488. Remember, we put the P in party with the Pin Bounce Touch. Call Pin Bounce!
2: CLAD's resources and consulting values its customers. Our planner footsteps to My Vision is a 13-month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through smart goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high-quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product Vision Board Planner, luxury pen, 8 gigabyte USB flash drive, wireless mouse, ultra elegant packaging box available in five stunning colors black red gold pink navy blue material pu leather 13-month planner elastic band for easy handling our footsteps to my vision is available at amazon facebook instagram our website and at walmart you may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com Instagram, CLADS Resources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash CLADS Resources forward slash.
3: Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at CLADS Resources and online at www.cladsresources.com. Our planner, Footsteps to My Vision, is also located on our website or on Facebook, Instagram, or Amazon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep creating your footpath to your vision.